This is Cher. Thank you for joining me this week as we unlock, unlearn, unleash, and unbind the shame of feelings surrounding sexual abuse and domestic violence. Was that your voice just now or a voice of your past? You know, the one in your head that told you that the man who was walking in front of your house just might be unsafe. Watch out for that. The one who told you the woman who was staring at you while you stood in line, that she was judging you. Who was she? That your message was liked and not loved. It meant that they really didn't like the one you just sent them. None of that is true. Well, okay, it could be. But as trauma survivors, we find it hard to trust our intuition. Intuition is knowledge gleaned from experience. Now, hold on. I rejected that statement as well the first time I read it. But if we go with the premise that intuition is based on experience and our beliefs are knowledge, then what we think we have intuited is not to be true. It's not valid. Meaning, our beliefs are untrue? All right, here's the real story. The man walking in front of the house was taking a different route on his walk that day. He just happened to be passing by at the very moment that you were looking out the window. The woman who was staring at you while you stood in line, it turns out she was just admiring your jewelry. And the message, well, you were bold enough to ask them, what, you didn't like my message? It turns out that they just typically don't use a heart emoji. And so they've just put a like. What you thought was real that was a safety mechanism, the ego, making snap judgments before you had the chance to process and create a different assessment of what you might have been experiencing. That's not to say that our experiences aren't real. They are. But what we decided to make that experience and those thoughts mean something entirely different. Let's take a break. Okay, welcome back again. By the way, thanks for joining me here on this podcast. I try and get them out weekly, but it seems my schedule is getting a little bit busier, what with the move and trying to get grandson settled in. Okay, 
So, back to how we understand our beliefs. So, by understanding our beliefs that are formed about what the traumatic event meant to us, there is every chance that unraveling the mystery behind why we as survivors jump to conclusions such as the ones mentioned above, you know, about the man passing in front of the house and that meant danger, or the woman judging us when she was just admiring us. Okay. We can learn to form a new belief system through healing the core wound, the assault, the rape. And I know what you're thinking, bullshit. If it were that easy, I wouldn't be living as I do in this constant emotional turbulence. Well, you're right, it's not easy. It's taking me well over a year. And in fact, just a couple of days ago, I came to a few realizations of my own that I too had been jumping to several conclusions, several false conclusions about what my sexual abuse in childhood meant about me as a person. It is true. Myself and thousands of others have moved beyond the trauma by changing our thought processes. The trauma is still there. It will always be there. It cannot be erased. It happened. So I'm validating that. But I learned that I can change how I see it. And I can learn to trust my instincts and my intuition again. Try this out for just today. It's just a little exercise about being a witness to what your thoughts are. You ready? Each time you're triggered, after you've grounded and you're settling through it, write down what happened just before the trigger. So write down what happened before the trigger. What were you doing? What sounds, scents, actions were being performed? What was true about that moment? Now, not feelings. Don't write the feelings. We're not looking at that. I want you to look at the actions, at the true facts of what was occurring in that moment. Next, look at the facts surrounding the exact moment only. Then a day later, you know, maybe the next day, go back and review what you wrote. Look for the patterns. I bet you're going to find something that shows up. It's part of the core wound. Finally, give yourself grace. Grace is compassion and understanding. Give yourself grace for experiencing the trigger, for having that huge moment that you pushed through. And then give yourself a great big self-appreciative hug for pushing through it. Then, know that I'm walking with you, and so is everybody else. While you grow with love, you unlearn, you're unhooking, and you're unbinding all of the shame that holds you. Grow with love. I'll talk to you next time. Mm -hmm.
Welcome back. Trauma. It's an emotional response to a single event or multiple events. It leaves our nervous system dysregulated. And that dysregulated nervous system leads us to live in survival mode. Where we're hypervigilant, stressed, ready to defend ourselves at any moment, and frequently triggered. A few other long-term symptoms, you know, could be things like somatic symptoms. Strained relationships, we're all familiar with those. Insecure attachment styles, flashbacks, and unpredictable emotions. The mood swings, oh Lord, the mood swings. I know I've struggled with those for many, many years. In fact, all of this. My list of symptoms is probably a block long. But can we as trauma survivors learn to trust our intuition? Yes, we can. I'll share that with you right after this message. <laughs> 